Good morning, beautiful people. This is Cassandra and I'm joined by Kelly and Alicia and we are the Water Trio podcast. So it's so wonderful to have you back and we're here today to discuss uh, the week beginning Monday 3rd of December through to the 9th of December 2018. So as we're recording this, we're in the uh, middle of Mercury retrograde. So we're going to do our best for you guys. <laughs> We've had a few hiccups just getting to this point, but uh, hopefully you find this both entertaining and informative. So um, how are you, Kel? Tell us about your full moon in Gemini. Yes, well, I'm very well. Uh, the full moon in Gemini was good. Uh, my husband and I went away for the weekend, which was really lovely. Um, didn't have too much Mercury madness, so that was good. I've had more of that since I've been back at work this week. Um, yeah, no, so I'm doing well. I'm excited, you know, that we're, I really like the Christmas celebration. It's not that I'm like in love with Santa or anything. I just really like the pagan influence of the green tree and the turning of the sun. So I love the solstice energy of this time of year. And I love now that I'm living in a cold climate. I love, you know, decorating. So that's part of what this weekend will be about for me. So I'm really mm. excited about that. I did that last week, put up some Christmas lights, uh, all the fairy lights outside. Yeah. And um, I just happened to be listening to the Vikings soundtrack on Spotify just to <laughs> get excited for the relaunch of that season. And um, my friend came over and he goes, You're like, what are you doing? I said, I'm just getting ready for Yule. <laughs> so, yes, <yeah. laughs> exactly. And how about yeah. you, Lishi? You're, you're kind of halfway with us this week with your uh, throat infection. Yeah, so I'm going to be a little bit in the background. Please excuse my voice. But um, we put up our Christmas tree last night. So I have oh. a little Sagittarius man running around going, lights, lights, lights. Oh. So he's very excited about that. So, yeah, it's really it's a really special energy. And I think not just for the Christian celebrations, but other cultures too um, that also celebrate at this time of year. You know, it's kind of a... It's a time of celebration for the whole of humanity, I feel like. So, yeah. Mm. Totally <laughs> leash. And it has, like, the the solstice, if you like, the Yule, the midwinter. Because even, you know, in Australia, all of the trappings or the traditions of Christian Christmas actually have those pagan origins from the Yule, the midwinter festival. Yeah, totally. And, you know, when you can sort of see... You know, so many cultures have festivals of lights at this mm. time of year, like Diwali, um, Hanukkah. The, the Hanukkah festival, and then, you know, the more Western tradition about lighting, you know, gr uh, lights and candles and logs that burn all night. Mm. It's very much to try and combat that idea of the Northern Hemisphere longest night, basically. Mm. You know, it's the shortest day of the sun, and from here the sun is reborn. So, yeah, I think if you can get into the heart of what is being celebrated, like away from from the modern spending frenzy, there is a real non-denominational quality to what's going on because we are celebrating the solstice, the standing still of the sun, mm. the rebirth of the planet that gives us light, essentially. And I once and I heard that the, the lights also <laughs> are meant to represent the the unseen worlds that come in at this time, the, the angels, yeah. the elements, the fairies, you know, all those different things. And I thought that's, you know, it, it really rings true for me that... You know, the trees are actually lit up because they're supposed to be full of these special energies and they come in around those solstice times. So I think it's no surprise that all these different 
religions or cultures celebrate these festivals of light at this time, no matter what hemisphere they're in. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, in the pagan wheel of the year, you know, the uh, the Halloween, uh, which is really Samhain, that is, which happens end of October. Now, in Australia, if you're celebrating, you know, these seasonal celebrations, you'll actually flip them mm. so that you really should celebrate Beltane in Australia at the end of October. But most of the world, even today, but certainly historically, lives in the Northern Hemisphere. And there's definitely, you know, the seasonal infusions that come into things are Northern Hemisphere rather than Southern. Mm. Uh, but that period between Halloween or Salwin until which is like, the, and the day of the dead, all the, you know, even in the Catholic faith, the church I was, you know, the faith I was raised in, we have All Saints Day at the start of November. Mm. It's about celebrating the dead. Mm. So wh- whichever way it's come down, this last period of the calendar year is, is really about the world between worlds and the, the thinning of the veil between those two places. Mm. So yeah. I like what you said, like the magic, the fairies, the lights, yeah. the energies. It's, you know, there is an openness mm. at the moment. Yeah. Even the idea of the presence should be, instead of giving presence, you should be giving the presence of something, which I think is a really special thing to think about. Sorry, Kaz, I keep cutting you off. Yeah, I know. (laughs) For some reason, I was going to stay in the background this time. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, and I haven't shut up since I got on here, making up for earlier. You're never going to stay. You're never going to stay in the background. (laughs) Never. And I love that about you. Uh-uh. <laughs> yes, I mean, in the traditional European traditions, like the whole, um, you know, what we know as Halloween was the young children going back to the burial mounds where they would, um, they'd go on this journey um, to visit all the ancestors of the village and they would dig up these, uh, the burial mounds and get the the gifts that they were buried with so then they could be remembered oh. of who they were in their past lives so you know how when we have a funeral we'll often bury someone or cremate someone with a, a cherished item and often other thigh bone also too came back but that's another tangent and so the kids would go on this journey to get something that would remind them of who they were so they could get whether it's a piece of silver or what have you and to try and awaken their their amnesia from past lives and so this journey would then take them back to Yule where they would then you know uh, bring these gifts back to their current families um, and then that would be that joyous celebration that they've um, had a reuniting of their uh, former life with the current life so when we talk about thinning of the veils um, connecting to spirits and the past it's very much uh, the traditions that we know today you know sort of originate from those kind of ideas Mm. and so when we are talking about you know uh, the gifts from the past, our past lives, or whether it's more reflective of the three wise men giving gifts to Jesus, or whatever different type of, you know, there's so many, the threads are all the same in these different faiths. But what the key thing is, is the gift is being like a token, but it really is an underlining of generosity of spirit. And all this happens while the sun is in Sagittarius. So that is where Christmas yeah. really is. In my opinion, it's the lead up is where the joy and the celebration and the the, the excitement and the fun. And I mean, you know, at my age with a child now, it's not the same anymore. (laughs) I still get, you know, it's like, ah, damn, Christmas is truly over for me now. But, um, you know, just seeing the joy and everything. We put the tree up the other week and then the next morning he wakes up, are there presents? And I'm like, he remembers that from (laughs) 
<laughs> I said, no, not yet. But, you know, that's where that kind of whole generosity of spirit comes. Then we have the longest night of the year in the Northern Hemisphere, the sun's entrance into Capricorn. And then for many of us, it's, oh, dear, it's the duty, it's the traditions, it's the family, it's the credit card bill or whatever it is for you. It's like the seriousness that the holiday is kind of over in a way. Mm. It's, it, it's done now, you know, like yep. all the lead up to Christmas is often bigger than Christmas in of itself. Yep. And that whole idea that you're talking about as well, that generosity of spirit, you know, even the whole, the legend of Santa comes from St. Nicholas, who was a Greek rich man who used to go and drop coins, you know, for poor people at that time. So it's really not about, you know, a fat jolly man from the the North Pole who's going to drop sacks of presents down. You know, it's, it's actually that that care and that selflessness and you know that really ties beautifully into the astrology this week with that new moon in Sag connected in with Neptune there smooth segue sister (laughs) that just it but that I tried screams Saint Nicholas for me so um yeah I'm bringing in the astro I'm not sitting in the background I I never have such smooth segues um, so the new moon in Sag, which is coming in on December 7th, mm-hmm. Friday, December 7th. And yeah, so that's kicking off really the Sagittarius part of the holiday season. Yeah. And I think it's that's an interesting point too, that the first part of this week, we've got more of a dark moon, more of a waning moon, more of a low vibe moon. Mm. So even though it's the first week of a new month, there is that feeling energetically with the moon going through the third quarter and then into her balsamic or dark moon phase. There is definitely this feeling of like wrapping things up, you know, kind of completing now to plan and prepare for the future. And I'm quite excited for this new moon in Sag, A, because I do agree that it's like, let's kick off a few weeks of kind of just letting loose, doing Jupiter and Sag to the nth degree. And because we do have Jupiter and Sag this year, I think that, you know, for some people, they're just going to experience this excess of excess. And for some people, the credit card hangover is going to be even worse. But for others, I think for those of us who may be a little bit more open, the new moon in Sag this year with the ruler Jupiter in Sag at the same time, it is an opportunity to go to that highest expression. Mm -hmm. You know, is this about giving for the sake of spending money or is it about giving something that's more meaningful or giving something that's more valuable, like giving your time or your attention? Attention rather than giving stuff. Which is a brilliant so, point, yeah. Nicole, because Mercury stations at the same time. So, yes, that's so. The end of this week is busy. Yeah, yeah. So having you know Mercury finally ending this, what feels like the longest retrograde ever um, for Mercury at least, is again time and attention. That stillness of the mind, and it is stationed <clears throat> in Scorpio too. So it's almost like while we've got all this kind of hot fire gas of Jupiter um, and Neptune too for that matter there is a stillness underlining all of this you know Mm -hmm. and that ability to kind of want to really connect and even though it doesn't uh, perfect by a degree that station is at least making um, an in-sign trine to Neptune and Mars as well so there is that you know that really kind of let's just be still together in the moment and connect and that's kind of the juicy joy i think of of all of this too it's not just about oh, hashtag for the episode <laughs> yeah. um, juicy joy, joy. Yeah, <laughs> juicy joy because venus comes back into scorpio this week as well yeah. yeah so that's monday in australia monday the third it'll be the second in canada and the states 
But that juicy jaw, when you said that, Cass, I'm like, of course, we're going to have Venus and Mercury in the same sign. Mm. Mercury's going to station. Mercury will benefit just from the co-presence of Venus being in Scorpio. And that idea of being able to get sweet words coming through. Mm. Totally. Um, I think that's really important. So that stillness, Cass, I guess you're saying, is like the, the station direct, the pause. Let's think about what we're going to do and what the meaning or the deeper sense of it and is. And it kind of is and also beautiful with the symbolism that Jupiter, sorry, uh, Mercury stations direct when we have a new moon in Sag yeah. with Jupiter it's almost like hallelujah the retrogrades of 2018 are over absolutely everybody has yes. you know done their reflect their internalizations the shite is done let's plant this beautiful Jupiterian growth for the future you know we've sharpened the arrows now we've drawn them back let's start firing them in the direction that has meaning and purpose and where you really want your heart to go for 2019 but talking about that Mm. and I think as well you know the fact that as you said Kel that the beginning of the week starts with that dark moon and that's right when Venus kind of goes slips back into Scorpio it is that you know she's delving into the darker spaces and I think that when she's looking back it's like you know, if people can have a look at those times where she was last in that area, which was, you know, the 10th and the 11th of September and then the end of October, you'll get that final time to revisit those themes that were there and, and to do any healing that might need to happen before, you know, all this these juicy joy comes in from Jupiter <laughs> later in the week to really boost things up. But it's curious, like, that, that whole Neptune-Mars being strongly linked into that new moon... Um, that's for me a really curious one because I think on one side there can be a really frustrating um, almost restless energy about that and and kind of confusion about where to go and what to do next you know Mars wants to go somewhere but Venus is uh, Neptune's like the fog so it's like come on actually where should Mm. I be going Um, and you know I'd, I'd be saying to people actually that you know just to be careful that some of the you know this juicy joy you're not deluding yourself around where you're going to shoot those arrows you're not you know over overextending yourself or you know in fantasy land about what you actually can do Um, that's a good point Lishi because if you are talking about like um you know where you're directing that energy um and the squares are you overextending are you overdoing and if we are on the subject of juice, it's kind of like, well, you know, this square might be with the Mercury station might just be enough tension or enough friction to have a bit of a pause and decide, is the juice worth the squeeze on this? Um, mm. You know, is it actually worth going? You know, it's just that got little bit of like rather than, you know, generosity for generosity's sake or saying yes, just because an option is put in front of you. It's just a little bit of enough of a tension, confusion, a fault to go, hang on, I can't see clearly enough here i'm just going to kind of consider my options or slow down the pace and yeah is the juice worth a squeeze in whatever option is presented to you around that time yeah 
And the idea totally. of doing selfless service too. Like I think for me that's a brilliant way to live into that energy, you know, doing an action that that helps others. Um, action Mars, the being selfless of the, the Neptune. Um, so in a way, you know, living into that St. Nick vibe, um, <laughs> but doing things that are actually going to make the world better. So don't shop at Kmart, <coughs> shop local, um, buy things secondhand, that kind of stuff that we were talking about last episode. Or write poetry. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I always think the best remedies for Neptune are things like music, poetry, and the water. So in whatever way you want to tap into music or poetry, and water is a few things. It's like literally making sure you're hydrated, but it can also be getting to the beach, the lake, the river. Mm. It can be the soul water of meditation or other spiritual practices as well. Because there is a bit of Neptune out there this week um, with the Sun Square Neptune midweek and then the Mars conjunct Neptune uh, at the end of the week. And, And the new moon is pretty close to being square Neptune as well. So I do think the Mars-Neptune, there's a little bit almost a clash of, a clash of energies, mm. isn't there? There's a soft startup with Mercury stationing direct and then a new moon. It's like, yeah, we're facing forward, ready to go, but you don't want to move too quickly forward. The other piece, I think, though, is that with Mercury station, um, which is kind of maybe blocking or delaying logic or information, and then Mars on Neptune in Pisces, that to me really speaks of like having to trust your instinct or trust your gut about something that it may not be completely clear. You know, the way forward at the end of this week is not necessarily, I've made a plan, I've done my research, this is what the data tells me. It's more about that internal, like feeling your flow and Mm. being a little bit like, this makes sense to me and I can't explain why, but I know that I feel really good about this idea or I feel calm or safe or, you know, excited in that really good kind of way. Um, so I think that's something to keep in mind that we can get the scattering of Neptune or the, the dissolving, but we can also get that like trusting that in that insight, yeah. if you like. Yeah, Beautiful intuitive tale. vibe. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be a very wet week, I think, just in terms of Venus moving back into a water sign, number of Neptune aspects, a lot more emotion and maybe that craving for connection coming through as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely the connection piece too with Mercury making that trine to uh, the North Node in Cancer as well once it um, stations. So there's that element there too. you know, just a little bit more water there. Yeah. Definitely a lot more water this week. Um, yeah. So any other thoughts that you guys have about this week? Well, just, you know, I always take, I have my and my monthly new moon gatherings. So I'm always speaking to what people, what kind of intentions people might want to make under the new moon and especially this one being in Sagittarius. So, you know, having a little two-year-old Sagittarian who always shows me beautifully what the energy it's about and it always reminds me of the senator the horse running free and he's like that you know he's always trying to escape trying to run somewhere and he's happy doing it so that feels like it's a lot about those areas of life you need freedom in and and kind of setting intentions around that seeking and truth seeking um, trying to set goals around you know finding what the truth is in your life 
and what the higher truth potentially is that you can connect to that links in as well to things like higher education and not just university but you know mentoring um either being that mentor or, or finding a mentor and just those those wisdom downloads that um Sagittarius has already been offering just are kind of asking for more of that stuff as well um what about you guys have you got anything for that energy I've been finding with my uh, client work at least is that there's been a real even though if people haven't been really acting on it the thought process is that I don't want to do what I've always been doing for Christmas. It doesn't resonate anymore. I want to do something that I want to do or something that speaks to me or something that is maybe more aligned with a sense of purpose or a vision that they have for the future. So there's this sense of like breaking away from the traditions of the past and setting the tone for what the new tradition might be. So whether it means it's because there's been uh, changes in life circumstances, maybe through uh, family splits or relocations or what have you, but it's like, you know, we've always been gathered around this one particular table, but hey, let's go around a different table or do something different. And so many people are traveling this year for Christmas that's been my experience um, and so you might even find that with the whole new moon in Sagittarius coming up this week it might kind of you know the the energy of the last couple of weeks has kind of been putting plans out there but nothing sticks nothing holds or it's been totally mutable and changeable now with the new moon mercury station it might be like right yep we're doing this yeah i definitely agree that the new moon in sag is going to help shed light on your personal jupiter and sagittarius mission and you know i think it's it it takes a while for that to become clear mm. and so definitely paying attention to the encounters or the ideas that might come through for you around this time uh, I think it'll definitely I know Mars is on Neptune but you know that aside um, it is the seed if you like in Sagittarius with that new moon coming through yeah so I do think it's going to give a lift through the middle of the month, just knowing that the moon then goes into her waxing growing phases. Yeah. So that'll help, you know, if you've been, if you feel, if you felt like you've been dragging your, your tail around getting ready for Christmas or end of year or any type of seasonal celebration that you have, you know, if you like to send out holiday cards and you haven't got to it, I think, you know, the end of this week, December 8th and 9th, once we've had the new moon, once Mercury is stationed direct, it's a much kind of more supportive astrological energy of like, yeah, I think I want to do this because I'm inspired to or because it sits well in my heart, not because I think I should or because I have done so in the past. Exactly. Hmm. Cool. cool. So that's kind of like really the week is just sort of all around this new moon, really, and all the astro energy is kind of all gathered around it. So, yeah, that's the main yes. thrust of the week. It's kind of building up to that crescendo at the end. Exactly. Mm. And it's weird that it's the end of the week, but it is the start of a new lunar cycle. Mm. So just keep that in mind, you know, for planning purposes. But look, the big, the other big, we've got the new moon this week. We also got Mercury Station Direct. It's the end of a series of retrogrades that we've had over the last six months. So that's a great relief yeah. to get to the end of that. And there's a bit of a cleanup process going on. Venus has come back into Scorpio where she's still technically in her shadow zone in Scorpio. So she's cleaning up <coughs> stuff that kind of got left behind or neglected <coughs> 
back in September and even at the end of October. So there is this feeling, I feel this applies to the first two weeks of December of uh, second chances or reconnecting with missed opportunities from the last few weeks or the last few months, whether it's the Venus coming through her shadow for the final time or Mercury stationing direct. So even though it's the tail end of the year, if there's something that's been bugging you that you didn't complete or that you felt you dropped the ball on a little earlier in the year, give it another crack once Mercury goes direct and just see if you get a different or a better result. Totally. Yeah, what, cool. I guess that kind of winds up the first week of December, excellent. doesn't it? I love it. We covered so much so quickly. Yeah, which is we just kind of went for the jugular there. So, be- I love we were well, it was good. We, <laughs> we warmed up. We got our satins um, on. So, was there anything that you wanted to um, announce that you've got coming up uh, this week, Kel? Anything to promote uh, or to. Yes, I have got, I'm just trying to think of timing and dates. Uh, I have got my last online teaching for the year. It's a two-part webinar on timing with annual perfections. So that's actually happening on December 3rd and December 10th. You can come live, you can get the video replay. It's on my homepage. So thanks, Cass. Uh, What about you guys, Leish or Cass? Have you guys got something coming up you want to share? I suspect that by the time this episode's out in the wild, my 2019 horoscope ebook will be available on my website Yay. I know it's been a massive thing so I'm still just putting the final edits on it now um, I was probably a little bit um, optimistic of me to think I could push this process a little sooner given the astro weather but so hopefully that will be out uh, you know sometime around uh, the you know, Mercury picking up some speed. Um, I'm also doing a webinar for OPA, which is the um, Organization for Professional Astrology. And I believe that might be on the 15th of December. Uh, due to time zones, my you know my piece will be pre-recorded, but I'll be there with, um, I think there's Melanie Reinhardt, Rick Levine, um, and I've just had a mental block on this. There's five of us, I think, anyway, just doing a little bit of a piece on the upcoming, uh, the Astro for 2019. So my piece is basically on the uh, Mercury retrogrades through water. So yes, we've got some more foggy weather coming up through uh, 2019 from the mercurial point. Uh, so that's probably the main couple of things. There's always lots going on, but that's the main stuff. So what about you, Lishi? What's happening for you in the you know the beginning of December? You have your new moon gathering. Yeah, so that is yep. happening on the fifth Wednesday, the fifth of December. So for people on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, we're actually going to be meeting on the beach if oh. the weather allows. Okay, I'm coming up. Perfect Neptune remediation. I'll come up with wine. Yep. So we're going to be doing some stargazing um, at Alexandra Headland. So people can pop onto my website and book through that or have a look on Facebook. The event's up on there. And also my half price special is still running through the beginning of that week. That's running until that new moon. Um, So yeah, if people would like to get some insight into 2019, a more personal thing, um, get on there and, and book in. And you could also even use them as gift vouchers if you have somebody who you know would really love, love that. So, yeah. That new moon gathering, Lishi, sounds absolutely, I'm there. I'm, I want to come. Oh, cool. Come up. Come up. I'd love to see you. <laughs> I need a bit of that with the way this new moon falls. 
So yeah, so that sort of wraps up our first week of December. So guys, if you're really loving our podcast, we're really enjoying the process of creating these for you. So if you are listening to us via iTunes, please subscribe. That helps us stay up higher in the rankings and helps more people find us. If you're listening on SoundCloud, do the same. Um, I think we're going through the processes of YouTube channels and, and trying to grow this as much as we can, but it really helps if you are listening and you are enjoying it. Uh, subscribe or leave us a comment you know if anything that you might like us to talk about in an episode that is not so astro weather related or anything else you might like to know we would love to uh, connect with you that way too so that will wind up the uh, episode for today and we'll see you next week for some more water trio time thanks girls Bye. bye